Welcome to the Exploring Awareness Podcast. Join Dr. Frank Anderson and Lisa Berry in exploring new ways to live in this chaotic world and find peace and joy in the most unlikely places. Hi, and welcome to the Exploring Awareness Podcast, a conversation about awareness. You see the word, you hear it so much, but did you realize how many different implications and meanings it has. So that's what we talk about here on the Exploring Awareness podcast. I'm Lisa Berry here with Dr. Frank Anderson. What's what's new in your world? Hi, Lisa. Well, we've been exploring awareness all week. And there's that new app out there called Clubhouse. And been really getting into that. It's an audio social network where people are giving talks and and having discussions. And we did our first exploring awareness talk on clubhouse and we have an exploring awareness club as well and i'm super excited to join into this group of people talking about all kinds of things you know a lot of meditation groups there a lot of spirituality groups and a lot of other interesting topics as well but that's been a real highlight in connecting us you know to a lot of people around the world how did you like it it's interesting. So it is international. So I like that. Just like our podcast that's listened to all around the world. And again, it's called Clubhouse. And you have to have an iPhone to use it at this point. They don't have it on any other modality. And it's people just coming in on different topics. And as, as Frank mentioned, we have an Exploring Awareness Club, if you want to join that on Clubhouse. And uh, hopefully we'll have another meeting and connect with you in, in a live conversation. Right now we are recording this podcast via Zoom as the pandemic continues. I find it interesting. It's, you know, so many different topics and so many different peoples. And it's really widened my perspective to hear what people have to say. I mean, we have these conversations and we ask people to email us or perhaps join us. And that hasn't really happened yet as far as our conversations. But you go into Clubhouse and lots of different conversations on a lot of different topics. So it's kind of mind opening. How about that? Yeah, it's mind opening. It's very spontaneous, right? So it's a lot easier to get involved in a conversation when you're like in an audio chat room, right? And people are organizing spaces for people to come and talk, you know, where people from all over the world are using words, you know, from their traditions and their experiences to discuss meditation and discuss what it means to be your true self and how to live in the world presently, um, how to live in the world with awareness and with consciousness. And I just find it fascinating that there's so many different like paths or, or ways you might um, use words and use thoughts to arrive at a certain place. And that's what I thought we might talk about tonight. It's like, why do words matter on the one hand? And on the other hand, do words really matter? And, uh, you know, it's a paradox, right? We, we use words, but what do we use them for? You know, we use words to get to another place. There's a Buddhist story or a Buddhist meme, perhaps, about the raft. And a raft will take you from one shore to the other shore. But when you get to the other side of the shore, do you take your raft with you or do you leave your raft? And so sometimes that reminds me of words and thoughts and ideas like these things help us get 
to another place. And then, you know, you're going to move on beyond those words as well. So there's a way of using words to arrive to a place that, that maybe doesn't have words. You say that a lot on this podcast. You say words, sometimes you don't need words to express or to feel what we're talking about, or you talk about beyond words. So I know that it's something that you're very aware of. (laughs) <laughs> yes, I am very, I am very aware. And so this is the Exploring Awareness podcast. And the reason we call it Exploring Awareness is because the place of awareness, the place of knowing, you know, is silent, it's quiet, yet it's full and energetic. But it is it is silent because when we talk about awareness, let's say we're talking about awareness, just pure awareness. So if words come into pure awareness, you know, those words, they kind of come out as a sound or a thought. Once they come out that way, you can be aware of them. So they're back into pure awareness. But, you know, we like to use those words, um, peace and joy and love and equanimity. But, you know, a word is like a, a sound that comes out of your mouth. And it really isn't in some ways anything. It's from where does that sound emanate? You know, why do you say the word love, right? Because, you know, the word love is one thing, but the, but the feeling of love, you know, you can use lots of words for love, but you'll never quite get it right, would you say? You just said a lot, so I'm trying to think, where do I even begin to re- to respond to that? Because I'm a believer that words have energy. So when I'm being conscious of it in the moment, awareness of the words that I'm saying, I'm very careful because I don't want to say a word and put it out there and, and share the energy of the word. That's, that's how strongly I feel about it. But I think a lot of times we say words, I'll say I love you to anybody. And at any time, because I do, I have a strong sense of love and I can, I know a lot of people are intimidated or even sometimes afraid of that word, but I'm not. And so maybe what does it mean if I can say it to everybody? So where does that come from? You know, where does that sense of love come from? And um, saying a word is one thing, but feeling love or acts of love, that's another thing, isn't it? Well, how does that compare to words? Yeah, well, words are just words, you know, <laughs> words you can say, I love you all, all you want, but what does that, what does that look like? Right. What does that look like in life? What does love look like? And, uh, you know, for you, you've got this series on your radio show called Art and Soul. And that mm-hmm. is where you've put together all of these different people from around town and around the region that are kind of sharing their gifts, you know, and, and, and in like sharing that, that is like a sign of love. That is like working to bring, you know, the world to a better place. And that is a, a real like statement of love in, in total, you know, without the words. Well, how conscious are you of the words that come out of your mouth? That's a great, that's a great question. How conscious am I of the words that come out of my mouth? I think we've all been in situations where we've said things that we regret, (laughs) 
right? We could, in the context of our podcast, we could call those reactionary words, right? You, 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 something happens and and your brain clicks and you say stuff and Ah. kind of unconsciously, right? They just blurt out. And as I've been practicing more and more, before I speak, there's some space in between my thoughts and what I say. Um, one good example is in, in medicine and when I'm working with patients and when I'm working with medical students, you're in a situation with a patient who has a, a disease, disease, you know, illness, uh, a problem. And um, the way you choose your words uh, to them is extremely important. And I've been in my own situation, when I've been a patient, someone says something unconsciously that seems kind of inappropriate or kind of not very helpful. So, you know, I try to be very careful when I'm talking with patients and, and teaching medical students as well to be to kind of be aware of what I'm saying and not just blah, blah, blah. Does that make sense? Well, you're a doctor and a professor, right? At the medical yes. school at the yes. University of Michigan. So, I would think a lot of words come out of your mouth in the course of the day. How much energy does it take you to be aware of those words when they're coming out or focus? I think that um, being aware of your words, once you get practice at it, that it doesn't take much energy. You know, it becomes more like second nature. But I'm not sure that's how all of us are raised and trained. And that is one reason I really like the meditation practices that we talk about, because with meditation practices, you get a chance, you know, when you're sitting to be aware of your thoughts and aware of your emotions. And then when you develop that awareness muscle, you take that with you so that when you're speaking, you know, you kind of maintain that sense of awareness. And it's actually doesn't take any energy at all because that's your natural state when it comes right down to it. And so when I see medical students who, you know, they're, they might be nervous, they might be, you know, new to the clinical setting. And uh, they may say the first thing that comes to their mind, which may not be the most helpful thing to say to a patient who's having a problem, right? It could be taken the wrong way, let's say. And yeah, sometimes in those cases, you may have to slow down and be very deliberate about what you say. Be conscious of what you're saying, you know, as opposed to unconscious and and use the words that best represent what you're actually feeling at the time or want to know. It's very easy to just blurt stuff out. Right. And a lot of times I'll say something and, and I'll like, oh, that was something, something really dumb happened. And the person will go, well, no, it's not dumb. And you and I'm like, I didn't even think about what I was saying. I was just saying something in passing. And no, I didn't really think it was dumb by definition. It was just a, a word that came out of my mouth. And that's been happening a lot lately. And it surprises me that people hear these words and then they focus on the word. And it's like, I didn't really even mean it like that. I just said it unconsciously yeah right so yeah so sometimes you can think back at that and um ask yourself well why did you say that where did that come from and you know i've noticed that too it's like maybe there's some unconsciousness that's coming up about how i feel about myself you know or like uh, if a mistake i made and then i'm judge myself for for being 
um, dumb or short-sighted mm. or something. And then, but you have to bring your awareness to that. It's always about bringing awareness to all of our thoughts and emotions, you know, and just still going back to that place of awareness of everything. So again, when we're exploring awareness, we're talking about really getting to a place of, of pure awareness that is aware of all of those things that are happening in our mind. And when we get to that place of pure awareness, you know, or just still quiet awareness, then as thoughts and emotions come up in your mind, you get to choose, you get to choose what you say instead of, you know, just saying things that you might regret later. Mm. Does that make sense? You know, you, yeah, you, yeah. you get to choose. You get to choose. And how do you get to that? Is that from just practice or meditation or being the more, the quieter you are, the more aware of the words you speak? I think that the perspective, right, of awareness that gets cultivated with meditation allows this to happen. And it is, again, it happens pretty naturally the, the more you practice. You know, I think first you got to, you have to, to put some effort into it. And, but the thing is, by experiencing it in your meditation practices, then when you move out in the world, you know when you do it and you know when you don't. And when you don't, these meditation practices is open to self-compassion so you can be compassionate with yourself instead of like being mean to yourself when you do say things you may not want to say. So it's like, wow, I did that again. So bring that awareness that happens that you do that you see it it may not be something you want to do so you know next time you might catch yourself a little before you do it but but it's a process you know it's a working process it's a it's a compassionate process a loving process that allows you it evolves you know it's a, it it happens over time and then you look back and you might be able to see like, wow, I just went through that whole scenario in a very different way than I might have a year ago. Okay. A couple of things. I loved how you said you awareness gets cultivated by meditation. Yes. That is a great way to put it. I really like that. And then this self-compassion and loving yourself is hard. <laughs> Why is it so hard? I recently had a situation and it was pointed out to me that, you know, if you think a certain way about yourself, if you're so hard on yourself, that's not loving. So if you have patience with yourself, if you have understanding with yourself, that's loving. And the more loving you are to yourself, obviously, the more self-compassion you have and, and the better off you are overall. But it's why is it so hard? It's like, it takes, to me, it takes, like, I really have to stop and be aware of how I'm feeling. I mean, really be aware. We talk about this all the time. Be aware of how you're feeling and be aware of what you say. But sometimes if you're in a, if you're stuck in a troubling moment, it really takes some energy and some time to be aware of how you're really feeling. And that is a gift that I give myself that I think is part of self-compassion is that I like, or at least I don't feel good. I'm feeling kind of funky. What's going on? So I stop, but it's not like right there. Sometimes it takes me a minute to really be aware of what's going on. And then if you meet that with self-compassion and think of what, what's the loving thing to say to myself or what's the loving thing to do right now, the situation, the uncomfortable part sort of dissolved. There you go. So that doesn't sound very hard. 
It was. Is <laughs> <laughs> well, hard the right word or is it just, in, you know, you is hard the right word? Let me ask you that. Hmm. It took effort. It wasn't it wasn't it wasn't hard because I was happy with the results. It was worth it. But it wasn't like, OK, it wasn't instant. Let's just say that it took a few minutes, but I gave myself the few minutes to dissolve and resolve the situation. So I did feel better, but it took me. I really had to stop and be aware of how I was feeling and be aware of why I was feeling that and then just have some self-compassion and think what's the loving response at this moment. And then I felt better. So that's, it's not hard. It's just not simple. Does that make sense? Yeah, it's, yes, it makes total sense. And it's so great to hear. That's a great description of your process. Um, Process. I think we're doing, a lot of us are trained and reacting, you know, mm. being unconscious. And so you are talking about a whole shift in how you handle situations. And exactly. Part of that is like like you you're noticing that that you're that you're um I'm gonna use the word letting go, you know, right. that, or Oh, it is definitely a letting go. You're, you're letting go of like old habits. And mm. that's hard to do, you know, right. as any smoker. But letting go of kind of the old habits and like moving the in the world a little different way. So you're in it. You're in the process of it. And it's going to get easier as you keep working with this material. You know, it gets becomes a lot easier. And pretty soon you're going to have that uh, that really soothing meditative voice. <laughs> Say hello to everybody. And everybody. Welcome to the Exploring Awareness Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> is that what's going to happen to me? No, I don't know. No, I- no, no. But I think that, you know, you move through the world a lot easier. And that's what I notice. And it's such a, such a pleasure. Things just, you know, silly things just aren't, don't carry the same weight. Words don't carry the same weight. Words from other people don't carry the same weight. And the words that you use then create a different world for yourself, you know? And, mm. and and I love this idea that kind of words, I like that what you were saying about energy too. Words convey your energy. Words convey your inner, inner world. Words make your world in a lot of ways, right? What you say, you know, becomes a word. It becomes a form. It becomes a, um, and people hear it. And so, where are these words emanating from? Just, you know, take a minute and say, where is this coming from? Now, again, it's, it requires that awareness perspective. But once you start that relationship between your awareness and your thoughts and your words, you start using words in a different way and the world around you changes. The way people hear you changes, the way people react to you changes. And then... You know, little by little, the, the, the people that resonate with that, with that appreciate you so much, you know, and you start moving in, in that direction, you know, and it comes, becomes reinforcing. That's why I like the word love so much, because I've, that's my way of putting love out there in the world. So I will use the word to evoke a feeling or the energy that comes from using the word love is what I want to share. And I, I used to be like, I, don't, I never wanted to use the word hate. I hate because I 
think that's such a negative word, but then you can't also deny that we all have some of that in ourselves somewhere. Well, sure. Recommended to process it and acknowledge it and get it out. But I never even used to like to use the word because I don't, I want to put love in the world, not hate in the world. And that's where words, that's how much power and energy and meaning words have to me. Uh, Yes. And I know your main connection uh, is through love. Now, for me, the word love is important, but but it represents, you know, it's one part of this kind of deeper sense that, that I feel. Now, let's say as an obstetrician, right, I enter a lot of situations that can be like someone's pushing and having a baby and there's a whole lot of energy going around in the room. I got to walk in there and be peaceful. <laughs> you know, I got to right, be yeah. solid, the solid. And so I, I like the word peace. Now, it still comes from a sense of love, right? That there's a sense that I can go into a room and use words, you know, whether it's with a patient or with my family or whatever, and use words that are going to create a peaceful setting. Labor is a painful thing for people. Yes, and man. people. <laughs> really um, can respond really well if if there's a peaceful, stable, solid person there to help them breathe, help them ground, help them get kind of a hold of themselves, to um, have family members, um, instead of not knowing what to do, you know, helping them help their, their laboring uh, family member in a helpful way. And so, you know, that, that having that sense of presence and peace and um, confidence in that situation goes a long way. And so you might, you might call that peace, but it is also love as well. It's also joy. It's also, you know, generosity. So it's all of those different words that we might use to describe an act of, uh, of patient care. And we see that, you know, all the time in hospitals. And you also see sometimes where people aren't conscious and they're, Using words and, you know, they're, they're, there's like, what? <laughs> um, people get tired. People get um, frustrated and words come out of their mouth that uh, they probably wish they hadn't have said. I mean, you might have experienced. Well, I was going to say, how cool is that, that you're about to deliver a baby and you're aware, you're in the room and you're aware of what you say at that moment, the impact that it can have. Right. So that, first of all, thank you for that. That's awesome. And then, yeah, I've had a couple of heart situations where I'd been at a, a cardiologist and the woman's just about to take my blood pressure. And I, you know, if you've listened to this, you know, I'm a open-hearted, oversensitive empath. So right when she's taking my blood pressure, which I'm trying to lower with my, with my uh, breathing and my thoughts and telling me about this horrific thing that happened to her child. And I'm like, no, don't tell me that right now you're taking my blood pressure or getting hooked up for an EKG and someone's just complaining. And it's like, no, we should be talking about butterflies and, and flowers, not, (laughs) not hearing something bad that happened when you're measuring my heart, because that is a type of person I am. It will be reflected in that. So I did think, I wish they would have just been peaceful at that time. So I would have more peaceful results. (laughs) Yeah. Well, that's a great example. That's a great example. And you know, the world is, is a, 
a hard place and complicated place. And yep, sure uh, is. not everybody uh, is listening to the Exploring Awareness podcast. So, so that's that's one of the things that um, that this type of material is. I really want our podcast to be accessible to people who aren't necessarily involved in some spiritual like um, organization, right? Or right. thinking there's one particular way to do this because being connected to your to your truth, connected to your you know deeper sense of self is something available to everyone different words can be used to to help guide people there and um so we see words through the great religions uh we see the words through some of the more new age type of things we see uh, words through nature we see words in, in lots of different ways but I do think they all kind of end up pointing to the same direction and some of them might be a little circuitous. <laughs> you know, some programs are some ways of getting there are very complicated. But I think I told you I've been mostly inspired by the kind of a mindfulness approach and um, through Adyashante, who's just a very clear teacher about awareness. And of course, Jack Cornfield and Tara Brock, to, um, they really emphasize love and compassion as, as one of the wings of mindfulness and awareness being the other. And so, you know, bringing all those things together so that we can have this conversation to talk about exploring awareness, which again, sounds a little, a little um, out there, but but feeling into it through kind of everyday situations and 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 tonight we're using words and awareness of words as a way an access way to that place within us that knows that we're talking and here we are talking about words and you just described how important they are in your line of work and i'm on air radio host and interviewer so words are a big part of of my job as well but ultimately you say almost every week when we record this podcast that you have to feel what we're doing you can't it's not just about words you have to feel it and i know a lot of times you get to something and someone's talking so much you just want to stop and meditate so what is beyond words for you what does that look like or mean <laughs> that's true that's true the words can only take us so far and um and um, beyond words like so silence and have you ever been in a conversation with someone where it goes silent what happens you mean hopefully not at work not an interview it gets awkward <laughs> people right it's awkward people are like i and i'm a, i'm the queen of this i can fill any space with words so there are <laughs> not a lot of awkward silences in my conversations because it's my job it's what i do and do you believe in awkward silence or do you appreciate a silence in a conversation? <laughs> well, so silence can seem awkward. Right. And I'm suggesting that silence doesn't need to be awkward. Now, of course, if you're trying to get through an interview, yes, right. silence is awkward. Right. But there are ways of being with people silently too. And some of the most beautiful experiences have been just with someone in silence. And that then becomes an experience, you know, of that person. Mm -hmm. And 
And so when we talk, when I talk about beyond words, once we kind of run out of words, what's left, right? What is left? And that is something that you can't use a word for, right? Because you're out of words. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you know what? I was getting all into it. I'm like, oh, that's really beautiful that you run out of words, but you still want to be together. And now you're just having an experience. You're just present, you know? Yeah. Like a couple oh. holding hands, you know, and just walking down the road or the, the eye gazing that people do at meditation retreats, you know, there's a the exercises where people are just silently looking into each other's eyes and it's so awkward at first and then you relax into it and then it's like wow here's an interesting story i've talked to you before about the backpackers retreat that my wife and i did in thailand and it was 10 days of silence so we could, we were married and we couldn't talk for 10 days we communicated a lot during that 10 days, just with our eyes and our smiles and our gestures. It was so interesting. And then after the 10 days was over, there was all this chatter, 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 chatter. Everyone was wanting to talk. And I, we were talking to the people from the different countries and things like that. But, uh, but my wife and I, we didn't talk to each other. We just kind of like would look at each other and smile. We didn't have to talk. It was so fascinating because we hadn't talked for 10 days and we just didn't need to talk. You know, it was so interesting. It was just to not. I was going to say that's one of my favorite things to do is just look people in the eye. I think that is so powerful. And you do, if you're aware, if you're just looking at somebody making eye contacts, a lot of people are afraid to make eye contact. But if you look at somebody and if they're brave enough to look back and you don't speak, that's like one of my favorite things to do because I, I get it. There is such a connection and a communication without saying a word. And it is like a feeling or an experience. And it's powerful. If you ask me, it's meaningful to me as well. Yes. yes. So how, how do you get there? And so that's then when we talk about the experience that we personally have with meditation, because we become familiar with that place. Now, what happens when you sit down and meditate, right? The thoughts come pouring in. It's like, I can't meditate. I got too many things going on mm. in my head. So it's kind of like, you know, like words, but there are thoughts. It's like, I got too many thoughts. And what would happen if I didn't have any thoughts? Like I might lose myself, you know, what happened? And, and you know, sometimes we've talked about, this uh, misconception that meditation is getting rid of your thoughts. It is not. It's welcoming every one of those thoughts. But when you welcome them into this field of awareness, they kind of like come and go. They don't, they don't have any place to stick. So it's like, oh, there's that thought. There's that thing I screwed up. There's that past history. <laughs> and it kind of, they come and go, right? And it's the nature of those thoughts and nature of emotions. You know, you've had difficult emotions, but they're, they're gone right now. They may come back, but they'll go. So they're coming and going. I like this idea of field of awareness. And so even what we're talking right now, we're using these words, but they're still in our field of awareness. And so now the field of awareness is silent. It's what's in between the words. 
And so the silent field of awareness is where we use our meditation techniques to become familiar with that place, right? So when we become more familiar with that place, we carry it with us into the world. It's, it's there already. It's just covered up, right? So we use the meditation practices. And that's a silent place. It's a, a quiet place. It's a still quiet place. When a, um, what we told the kids in uh, Sunday school, the still quiet place that's in you right? And it can be uncomfortable, <laughs> just like silence in, in a conversation can be uncomfortable until you like, like feel it and see it and not be afraid of it and not need to cover it up with thoughts. And you won't lose yourself because are you your thoughts or are you the awareness of your thoughts? Are you your words or are you the awareness of your words? And so you can sit with these questions. And so when we do the guided meditation, we have a chance to experience this awareness, this presence, this knowing that we're talking about right now with words, but we're certainly not. We're just kind of being edged, nudged toward it, but we're not necessarily consciously experiencing it. And so they're happening at the same time, awareness and your words, right? So then the awareness place will then start to inform what words you use. And so like right now, I'm kind of talking about awareness from a place of awareness. Does that make sense? Yeah, sometimes I don't even want to use words. Like today I had a particularly challenging day and i think i meditated like five different times and used it as a decompression tool and used it so i didn't have to use words and i could clear my mind and and i found it very effective but i had to do it frequently you know i fortunately had time in my schedule like i got or i'm just going to go sit down and i'm going to just meditate and yeah no words hopefully no thoughts just letting go and it really helped decompress me i felt yeah no i think that's a tool right and right. um and the tools that we use you know are mindfulness of the breath because that's always something that you can really be aware of even if you just take two breaths just take two breaths and like okay there's awareness again <laughs> all right and there the thoughts come you know so it doesn't take long or you can take a few minutes, you know, and just really like, okay, collect yourself back into your awareness because your thoughts and emotions have just gotten, taken you so far out into its own stories and chaos. You just return to that. Because you get that sense that you're returning to home, returning yeah, exactly. to a place, yeah. a place yes. of stability that never went anywhere. It yeah. just kind of, you forgot. You know, right. you forgot and you kind of it realized it's like, wow, I was lost in thoughts <laughs> and now I'm not lost in thoughts. And who am I? <laughs> it's who am I that knows this? Yeah. And so it's, it's those kind of questions and those kind of realizations and to know that you know this, you know, you see how that shifts. You know, yeah, I experienced you know, you know, you know? it. <laughs> yes, right. So we experience it. We keep 
cultivating that, right? And keep unearthing it. Mm. And, you know, maybe 10% is unearthed, then 15%, and then you're back to 5%, you know, then you're at 20%, and then you're back to 10%. And kind of goes back and forth like that, back and forth, just like that. We're humans, we struggle, let's be compassionate with ourselves. And if this concept of perspective shift somehow resonates, you know, we talked about faith. And I'm not talking about blind faith or believing what I say, but a faith of somewhere inside you know that there's something more than just all this these thoughts and words. I think most people have had glimpses of this. Now we are taking those glimpses and turning them into, you know, longer glimpses. And then maybe they'll become, you know, little one-minute glimpses, you know. And maybe the more you work with it, the more you see those glimpses were actually the true self. And uh, and maybe they'll last longer, you know. And maybe that's going to inform how you move in the world and how you create the world. That sounds so lovely. <laughs> it, it, it is. It's lovely. And that's what I hope for everyone. And so maybe we should move into that kind of guided meditation part. Because I've already kind of dropped into that feeling. And you can, you can do that too, right? So we're kind of easing our way into this. And since we're going to be not sharing knowledge and opinion... Um, now, these words I'll use to just be a guide to this awareness until we get to the silence. But the part of you that knows you're breathing, so you're aware of your breath, what knows that you're breathing? You know the air is coming in your nose, filling your lungs. Your body knows when to change. The air comes out. Your brain sitting up there in your head, kind of conscious of all of this. And then awareness knows your brain is conscious of this. Awareness knows that you're aware. And so just let yourself relax into that. And see if you glimpse the stillness of awareness of breathing. You know, I'm not expecting a bliss state, but just a sense of peace, kind of relief and joy. You're just connecting to stillness, 
the breath. This can just happen. And then in the body, the body can happen as it is. And you can feel your feet, your legs, and your torso and your chest and your hands and arms, shoulders. And you can see where there's some pain or some tightness. And just when you're aware of your whole body, it changes the body. It tingles with like, oh, you know that your toes are there. You know that your fingers are there. And you don't think it, you just become aware of your whole body. and your body that's breathing. And your brain that's thinking. And so you have a, you'll have a glimpse until you remember something that you messed up or something that you have to do. Your brain always wants to work and that's fine. Watch it. Be aware of it. Go back to your breath, be aware of the breath, aware of the body. Or if you want to call it, say mindful of the breath, mindful of the body. Mindfully aware of thoughts. Mindfully aware of the words that may come from those thoughts. Um, mindfully aware of emotions. Maybe you would like to tell somebody off right now. Maybe you'd like to tell someone you love them. Right now we're meditating and just aware of those thoughts. Some you might wanna act on, some you might not. But we have a control over that. We have a perspective. And so connecting to that awareness, that deeper sense, and what words would you like to use for that? I'm going to have some suggestions. Peace, love, joy, generosity, wisdom gratitude. Uh, so those are feelings coming from this sense of presence. 
and your mind might be coming up with a whole different set of words. So which words do you want to use to reflect your essence? And you, you choose. And not how you were taught, not your habits, not your reactions, not your from listening to the popular news or copying what other people do. What is it for you? What is this place saying? And trust, can you trust that? What situation do you need to put yourself in so you can be yourself? Maybe there's work or family situations that make it hard to be yourself. Maybe that's part of the problem. Okay, compassion, patience, connecting. Distraction, go back to your breath. Just be with your breath. Whatever comes up, rest as awareness. Practice like this. You get thoughts again, you get discouraged, okay? Bring awareness to that. Bring your thoughts, bring your discouragement, bring your self-judgment. Watch that rise and fall. Rest as awareness. Feel what that means. Feel a sense of joy that doesn't have an opposite. It's not conditioned. It's there. A peace amid the chaos is always there. Unconditional love for just whatever it is. You can't change it. And this sense of this generosity that you've given yourself the gift of yourself. And then you give that gift to others as you move around the world, 
with this love and peace and joy. And you make the world a better place. You know, a peaceful person makes a peaceful family. You know, a peaceful family makes a peaceful neighborhood and a peaceful country and a peaceful world. It's not just about us, it's about unity with all beings. It's simple, it's hard. You choose to do this, you can choose not to. It's really up to you. And you can choose not to for a while and you come back to it as well. It's all part of it. And so beyond the words and beyond the thoughts, the stillness, is it there anytime you want it? The world needs it. And so we'll just have to remind ourselves, keep practicing. And be a witness to whatever happens. So if you're listening and want to continue in some silence, you can hit pause. We'll take a couple of deep breaths now. And emerge from silence back into the world of words as we wrap up. I guess that means I have to talk now, <laughs> use some words. Yeah, I think so. It's a podcast. And, oh, no. uh, <laughs> that was a lovely meditation. Thank you. It was very peaceful. I, you're welcome. 
every week as part of this podcast, Frank leads us in a meditation. And some of them I have separated out and they're on our YouTube channel. If you want to look for them there, letting go is still one of my favorite all time meditations of all the meditation leaders out there that Frank really of all those other famous meditation. For some reason, I just letting go is such a big focus of mine right now. And I just, it's a meditation on letting go that you did that I separated out from a podcast and it's on our YouTube channel. It's gotten many, many listens. So yeah, it's like my go-to relaxation. <laughs> oh, great. I probably should do it with more of them because I'm sure there would be more that I would, would, would find, but I like that one. Well, there's surprises in every podcast. You just never know. <laughs> so we have lots of listening pleasure opportunities for everyone out there. Right. And again, if you uh, didn't hear the beginning, we are on Clubhouse now. It's an international app that you use with your iPhone. People from all over the world are listening and there's an exploring awareness group on there. We would love for you to join and be part of our group there or email us at exploringawareness at gmail.com. We're on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter. Can't forget Please Twitter. let your friends know. You know, yeah. there's a, uh, People are having trouble and sometimes they don't know where to go. And so maybe listening to Frank and Lisa might cheer some people up and also give some little insights here and there. So please share the podcast with others. If you could leave a comments on our podcast pages in Apple or Spotify or wherever you listen, that would be very much appreciated. I know that we really, really are grateful that you're listening. I hope everyone has a great week. See you soon. This podcast is not an attempt to practice medicine or provide specific medical advice, nor does use of this information establish a physician-patient relationship. Listening to this podcast does not replace medical consultation with a qualified health or medical professional to meet the health and medical needs of you or others. If you are having problems, please see your primary care provider or your local mental health professional.